Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's going back to the future with me tonight? I'm Tiffany Elberton. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I am Joe Butler, and boy, this rehydrated pizza sure tastes good. I did look good. <laughs> no, it did. Gross. <laughs> And I'm Bill Tucker from A Gamer Looks at 40. And I left my witty quote back in 1955. I'm sorry. I just, it's it's back there. Bop, shop, loo, bop, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> so this is another Patreon chosen episode. Patreon voted episode. However, I should word yeah, that. It was, a tie. it was a tie. So you're getting this one first because, well, I wanted to do this one first. And then you'll get Blade Runner 2049 at some point. <laughs> Soonish, we'll see. Uh, no, I, on that. I know. So we are here to talk about Back to the Future Part Two, directed by Robert Zemeckis, and came out in 1989. Damn. And this is another one of the poll I've been doing where I've never seen this movie before, and I realize I have never seen this movie before. <laughs> really? Yeah. You didn't know Crispin Glover wasn't actually in it. <laughs> I didn't know. The farthest I ever got, I watched this movie once. I got to. Michael J. Fox and essentially dressed up as a daughter, and then I turned off the movie and never went back. I didn't realize that was Michael J. Fox. <laughs> so, Same. but then again, I, I was I, a yeah. much younger than Mike. So, I was say this, this movie has a weird like turnaround because you you have Michael J. Fox who's in this movie, and there's like it's like some kind of weird double Mobius reach around where in the movie it talks about him having like sneakers that like self self tie. And eventually he gets like Parkinson's to where he can't tie his shoes, so they make those exact shoes for him. Oh. Ooh. That's sad. Hmm. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. Wow, way to bring it down. Well, it it it's nice to think that like he because he donates a bunch of money to that stuff and he helps yeah, people he with that. So yeah, so it's it's at least interesting that from this movie something good went out for people with Parkinson's. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I I didn't realize that was a, an actual thing that he. Uh, he was able to help kind of like not pioneer, I guess, but help bring to bring to fruition. So huh, I didn't realize that. I didn't know that either. He learned something new. Yeah, totally. I didn't know. I, we didn't ha- I figured we'd had those shoes by now, but that makes sense. We've had them for like the last like maybe five years. Maybe Where's the hoverboard. Yeah, I'm waiting for the jacket, the self like adjusting jacket. Just one size fits all. It just scrunches. It's not a good one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible self-fitting jacket. It just goes. Arrink. It doesn't do much of anything. It's I could do that. I could just push. I could just push my sleeves up and yeah, I could just push my sleeves up and tie rubber bands around them. That's not hey, a problem. In this That's in this future, totally you don't tie it. You just have your sleeve hanging out for some reason. That's what the cool kids do, and your uh, and your pants inside out as well. That's uh, what the cool kids did. That was funny. I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie. I, I was watching it last night, and again, I had this weird feeling of I know it's been. If I have seen it, it's been forever, and it felt like a new viewing for me. Because I thought I liked it a lot more than I did this watch around, but we'll we'll talk about it. Even though I did, I do like it. I don't That's forever yeah. for me. Yeah, same. So it was almost felt like a new watch through for me. So I'm curious what you all thought, Joe. What was your what's your kind of history with the Back to the Future Part Two? So here's it's a thing is really funny because I was on the last one. I'm on this one. I watched this one before I watched the first one. <laughs> How? How is uh, that possible? Sorry. <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know how. It's just like I think I came home from work one day and I was like living with like my my aunt and uncle, my cousin, and my aunt's like a huge fan of of the series. And I came home and I think they just started the second one. And there I was like, oh, what are you guys doing? Because I think like the it was like a big like big three disc box set Blu-ray kind of thing. And my uncle had just got like a like an eighty inch Blu-ray TV. 
And I think this is when pop figurines were just becoming like really, really big. So the Blu-ray also came with like, you know, like the DeLorean and like a little Marty J fly and all that stuff. So like I walked in and watched the second one. They're like, oh, do you like that one more than the first one? I was like, I never saw the first one. So we watched the first one after this one. And then I watched the third one. Nice. Okay. Interesting. To be fair, before we started, it's the only one I've ever seen in the third one. Really? Before? So you never even saw the first one? No. How? So when we did it for the show, it was the first time I ever sat down. I mean, I've wow. seen parts of that movie. Like, I've seen parts of this movie, but I never saw the whole thing. Like, I, I know just... I saw parts of the ending. I saw parts of, like, just random things here and there, but never saw this movie in one sitting or any, like, coherent thing. I mean, it's just that this movie especially, and the third one, I can see the third one maybe, but this because the second movie, you know, this one has a lot of references to the third. Like clearly, they had the third one in the written, and as a matter oh, of fact, they were they were shooting it after. at the same. Yeah, they were shooting it basically at the same time almost. Well, the reason lots I, of little I, references, but man, it's such I've a low bearing. It's because like, it's because my dad was into western, so he'd watch the third one more often oh. randomly on TV, and I think that's why I've seen that one. Where I, this one I haven't really seen. That makes sense. That that totally makes sense. Then I. It's just that the second one, I mean, imagine just getting dropped into the beginning of this movie with no frame of reference as to what's going on. Who's this mad scientist? Why is there a blender attached to a DeLorean and throwing <laughs> garbage into it? What's happening here? Man. You don't notice the actors change, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's very true. You won't, uh, you'll never know. You'll never I know mean, that I it's not the. I like them both. It really wasn't a big change. Well, I like them both. She's not in the movie. I know. In the first one, she's not in the movie that much. No, neither. True, true. Well, I, yeah. What are we talking about? The We're actress that about... plays Marty, Marty's girlfriend. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. Yeah, in the first movie, it's Claudia Wells, and in the second one, it's Jennifer Shue. Oh, Elizabeth Shue. Sorry, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. Uh, sorry, wrong, wrong shoe. I guess. I like ha! Elizabeth. Wrong shoe, different foot. <laughs> 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 I, uh... <laughs> I, I. Yes, yes, yes. I have a weird question that falls in the line with the movie. Speaking of actors and such, why in the beginning of the movie does like Doc take off his face and be like, I'm younger now? Is it because he actually had a facelift or I don't know. It's very strange. No, I didn't either. (laughs) Because when he first appears in frame, we'll talk about it. But when he first appears, he does look off like he looks very makeup. And I didn't understand why. That's a really good point. I don't know. No, I really don't. It made no real sense to me last night. I'm gonna look it up while we're talking. Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't make sense to me either, so it wasn't just you. I thought it was just a gig. Like, I didn't see much of a difference at all. Like, he didn't look extra wrinkly or extra smooth or anything. No, he just pulled plastic wrap off his face. Yeah. Or, or dry glue. It really was dry glue. It was, Elmer's glue. You know, it's just Elmer's glue with makeup on it. I didn't understand why. I'm like, why are they even doing this? Like, it didn't need, it to, it didn't need to happen. Thing. And Marty was just like, okay, cool. It was pointless. <laughs> There's no response. He's like, I mean, was it, I felt like maybe it's quick as it's been. I mean, because this movie came out in 89, where Back to Future comes out in 85. So maybe, but I mean, I doubt it because nothing else changes, really. So I don't know. I didn't get it. It was to me, it was a very weird concept. Like, why even have this stupid gig in there? Like, you don't need it. He's like, it took 20 years off my life. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> I guess that's the joke, I, I suppose. But it just felt it, it was a little out of place. I was expecting something to kind of happen. I was also expecting something to happen with with, with Elizabeth Shue. Boy, is she not in this movie either. One <laughs> no. main character not in this movie at yeah, all. She's unconscious for most of the movie. I told Mike that at the beginning. I don't think he believed I, I didn't me. believe you the way it was. Like, first they just <laughs> throw her in the garbage, and then she's unconscious, <laughs> and they drop her off on a porch in, in like, a freaking, you know, crime-ridden neighbor. Like, yeah, she'll be fine. That's it. She lives She's here. fine. She's fine. 
She's fine. She knows it's, what she got into. No, she's not in this future. She ain't from this, this future. She looks good for her age. <laughs> that was that part was funny. Evidently, they the director um, and and writers wanted to they they kind of regretted the fact that she was in the final shots because they didn't expect to make a second or a third after for the first one. But of course, once the first one was became a wild success, they decided to make make it a trilogy. And then they kind of looked at the ending and said, "Ugh, we kind of." <laughs> You have to kind of include her, huh? And I guess being 19, late 80s, early 90s, people didn't know how to write a woman into a movie, I guess. You could have. I don't know. She could have had a lot of agency in this movie. Not just person in car, unconscious, into crime-ridden neighborhood and leave. She could have done a lot of things. I don't know. I mean, but, probably uh, the easiest acting role she's ever had. <laughs> also, how do you know she even lived at that house? Because the time has all changed, so that might not even be her house anymore. Wait, That's what a good mean? point. Because not Marty. <laughs> because they scanned her cell Oh, in the future. I'm talking about when they drop her off in oh, 85 again. That's in a random port. Just leave her there. Oh, they don't. But they didn't know. But they didn't go back and get her either. Well, they, they say that in the movie. They say that there's, like, there's no point in going back to go get her in Einstein because they're going to change the future anyways. So right. it'll be fine. Yeah, even though they kind of the first movie kind of disregards that because he goes in the past, he messes with things, and he doesn't really change. He doesn't change. Which is Look, a big yeah. No, I, I was gonna say this movie plays very fast and loose with time travel, as most yes it does movies yeah. do, and I, I, we'll we'll get to that throughout the the looking at of this movie. Yeah, if if the oh, yeah, first Back to the Future yeah, that I that I liked. Yeah, the, if the first Back to the Future is like a lean, mean boxer, like a Muhammad Ali, this movie's like a George Foreman. Like, <laughs> it still hits pretty hard. It's a kind of overstuffed, kind of puffy. You know, he's not, he's not this lean, mean fighting machine. The first Back to the Future is almost a perfect movie. I, I would almost argue to say probably as close to a perfect yes. movie as it gets. The second Back to the Future had no shot to be. Jurassic like, Park, Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. This. I would say RoboCop, of course. There is this movie didn't have a shot to be that good. There's no chance. Uh, no. But like you said, Joe, this movie is very stuffed with stuff and all of the time travely stuff. They just talk real fast past it. Doc is here <laughs> to say science things as fast as possible so they sound good. But when you slow it down to half sense. speed, yeah, makes no sense whatsoever. But that's okay because we're not here for hard hitting science fiction. We're here to watch a bunch of our heroes get shot at by mobs and watch domestic violence and alcoholism and all these fun things that are in our fun late 80s, early 90s movie. We'll discuss it. So, yeah. What's your name with that horrible boob plate chest? It was awful. Uh, too much for you. Shut up. <laughs> it was a plate chest. Or a chest plate. Yeah, no, I know. It was a chest plate. And it was bad, but yeah. It was bad. I mean, just even the way that this movie is, the fact that it picks up immediately after the first movie ends, like, you know, they, they had to reshoot. We talked about this, I think, in the last episode, too. They had to reshoot the entire ending because different actors and like then having Biff, the whole thing about Biff sees the car and then, then Biff remembers 30 years later or 40 years later, whatever it is, the car is still there. He remembers what happened with the car. He's like, oh, that happened before. Mm-hmm. I kind of Biff had dementia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I don't I don't know. I thought he was just dumb. But yeah, no. <laughs> yep. Oh man, also, like, But the actor, I made a comment that the actor did a really good job of playing all his parts and all his relatives. He did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Biff did. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, man, teenage heartthrob, Michael J. Fox, you sure look like you got older between two movies. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. I mean, that's four years past, so there's that, too. And 
you age quick sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. He was super young, wasn't he? Yeah. Does he have Par- when did he find out he had Parkinson's? I think it was later, right? Ooh. Yeah, it's not till later. You don't start developing Parkinson's. It wasn't early either, so I want to say maybe like in his thirties or forties. Okay. Yeah. I just couldn't remember, but it was just it was just a very strange opening. It was very I mean, I knew it was coming because like we talked about it last time, so I wasn't but I was still just like, this is just weird to me. Because I also didn't realize this movie was called Part 2 until we watched it last night. <laughs> I always thought it was just two. I never realized it's it's Part 2, Part 3, because it's pretty much just one long, like, boom, 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 boom. Not mm-hmm. like a normal trilogy, like, oh, a year path in between this movie, you know? Mm-hmm. No, but, they pick up right yeah. where they left off. It's, it's weird like that. I want to watch 3 really bad now. I haven't seen that forever. <laughs> well, I can make that happen, so okay. <laughs> we'll see. And then when we're done back in a little bit, right? <laughs> and then when we're done with three, we can play the video game that's also canon. Is that the Telltale game? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is that, that is canon. Oh wow. Okay. It, it, it's yeah. canon. It oh, takes I'll place. Do that. Yeah. It it takes place right after the third movie. Something about I I think someone's daughter. And I think I don't know who it is, but the twist I heard is pretty good too. But uh, I've heard good things from it. So it. down for that. I'd watch. I play Telltale game. Nice. PS3. You can't buy it digitally anymore. I don't think. Really? That's weird. I don't think it's digital anymore. I think you have to. So I have to play it down here. Yes. Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, and then the one thing I always bring up: the title screen is right after this part too. So I yes, always mention when the title screen comes. Yes, up. it is. Very good. Very good. <laughs> That's a like, me and Bill thing at this point. What? Sure is. You always have to talk about where the title screen comes up in a movie because right. Marvel movies like to put it near the end later on because you know what you're getting yourself into. So we, yeah, that's become a thing with me and Bill. Yep. 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 There's yep. Inside yep. joke explained for my wife and anyone. <laughs> Our Marvel tried and true tradition of pointing out when title screens are. <laughs> so, yeah. So at this point, you go to the future. Here's one of the problems, though, in this movie. But going to the future in the past is no longer a big deal. You know, in the in the first movie, there's so much build up to the DeLorean coming out and just all the setup. It takes it takes its time. And again, that's why Back to the Future One is a perfect movie because the pacing is perfect. It's just perfectly paced movie. Back to the Future Two is not a perfectly paced movie. This thing just moves at 88 miles per hour <laughs> the entire time. You can yeah. just reach in a garbage can and feel the car. Like, you don't right. need plutonium, plutonium or, and get yeah. shot by guys giving you plutonium or whatever. <laughs> it's it's a completely stakeless. Uh, the time travel itself is now not the most important thing. So what becomes the most important thing is the adventure that the two people are going on. And the adventure gets really convoluted and becomes not very fun for most of it. I do think the final third of this movie is actually very good and saves it from being actually bad. But it's it, it's just when you lose the the thrill of time travel. Now what? It, now what? So what do I have now? Okay, so we're gonna go to the future and we'll talk about what happens in the future, which I just don't think is as successful or as fun as going to the past. <laughs> I would like to argue, and I think the future stuff is a lot better than the past stuff. Interesting. Okay. I only like it because it's 2015, <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck's my hoverboard? Where's my, where's all these cool things that I'm supposed to have? Flying cars? We're ju- we don't want flying cars. Jar- Jaws 47. I've seen people driving regular cars. I don't want to see flying cars. <laughs> we want Jaws 47 or whatever. Jaws 19. 19. <laughs> 19, yeah. There is, there is stuff we have in the movie that we have now, which is, I think is funny. It uh, is, but, yeah. 
Yeah, but I, it's it's that Harvey Birdman meme where like he's talking to the Jetsons and they're like, "We come from the year 2002," and he looks over and his calendar says like 2011 or something, and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> oops." <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I will say I really did love the N64 shark that comes out and pretends to eat him. <laughs> I, I love that thing. That thing is great. Turns out that they actually it was like a first test of that. And the ILM was like, you know, let's just keep it. It's terrible, but it's fun. And so they kept their the, the big mis- it was a big mistake. It was like, like just their first trial of that effect. They're like, you know what? Let's keep it. It's stupid. And uh, I'm glad they did. It's really fun. It works for what it yeah, is. Super cute. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I, I'm gonna it'll be interesting in your take on this, Joe, because I think the future stuff is fine, but I don't. I think there's something idealistic about the past that the future, the past you can reference, the future you have to make up, and I think the made-up future in this movie is actually pretty good. I like it. It's a near reality. Uh, they, the directors did say they didn't want to make like a Blade Runner movie where everything's dystopian future. They wanted to make it bright and fun, which I'm glad they did. The abstraction is good because it's just different fashions, tech that's already melded well within the real world. The cars are different and kind of hover and fly. So I think the way they portrayed this future is really good. I just I really had a hard time wrapping my head around or enjoying the gang, the Biff gang. Because he is so over the top. It's it's so (laughs) it was obnoxiously over the top for me. It's like this snarling junior Mad Max character and his cronies. I don't know. And and I think the other part of it, too, for me was it repeated the same beats as the first one. So so there's no it's like I know what's going to happen here. I was waiting for a, a pile of space manure to. <laughs> no, for I, was into. Same. I was like, oh, are we going to get some manure <laughs> again? Because it, it is very similar to the scene in the first one with Marty's dad. Yeah. And they, Biff. they even have Biff say, I think I've seen this before. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's repeated beats. And I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, link up. But I don't know. I think it would have been better served if it was just, again, a new adventure that didn't hinge so much on the first one. Um, but Joe, why do you why do you like it uh, so much? What about it works for you? Well, one thing that I like to bring up that I think is terrifying, and I always think we should watch. I always feel like we should watch a certain set of future movies every five years to compare them to now to the current time, because there's a very nice moment where Marty walks into the 80s cafe and there are AI generated servers serving you food. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a thing in like the next two or three years. <laughs> yeah, it's getting there. It, it's getting there. But I, I feel like if if you already went to the past, now you're in the future, you probably should have just stayed there and ended up writing it to where maybe like the rest of the movie is them either trying to chase Biff. Because I think the weirder part in the future section of the movie is Biff just magically learns how to drive the car. And he knows how to work it. That's a very good point. Yeah, that would actually pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, that's and good. You, yeah, and you probably could have had it to where the, the first half of the movie is them in the future, and then the second half of the movie is instead of it being in this was it the fifties? Yeah, the 50s. yeah, it's the just 50s, like the yeah. first movie. Yeah, the fifth of it being in the fifties where they're trying to chase Biff, they should have found it to where I don't know, maybe Biff tries to give himself the almanac in the eighties or something just to make it a little bit more coherent. But I just think it's weird to go back to that'd be like if in the third movie, which I think we've all seen like in the third movie, they're in the wild west. And then the second half is them going back to the sixties again. Like it'd be really right. weird. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like the fact that this movie takes place so much 
in 55 again. I When I originally, I because I never saw this before, I really thought it was they're in the future for this movie. I didn't realize they're in the future for a little bit of this movie. <laughs> then they go back in time, back to, and they retread the first movie again. And the future is just really a rehash of the past. Yeah, and that's <laughs> my other issue with, too, is, like, I thought it would be more interesting. Like yeah, the skateboard scene. Yeah, <laughs> you have, like, scenes that connect. You have him seeing Biff. You have, like, cool little things like the 80s. I like that 80s cafe. But like this is a baby's game, you have to use your hands. <laughs> and that, that is Elijah Wood, by the way. I re I saw a scene is of it. it. You can tell it's Elijah Wood. Yeah, he has his face still. I was looking at cast. I was like, Elijah Wood's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can if you if we watch it again or you watch it on YouTube, you can see like when you see him, you can see it's Elijah Wood. Really? Yeah, he looks like Elijah Wood. There's a very young version of him. But yes. And boy, oh boy, that '80s cafe looks really awesome because we would all love for that thing to really exist in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Especially considering how nostalgia horny we all are, like I can, yeah. it's, that is so, that is like something, something we would like that. Uh, although I could really do with uh, without the Ronald Reagan versus I don't know Ayatollah. <laughs> but again, that's the that you, that's how you can tell it's really like this. This was filmed in the eighties, late eighties, because nothing would have. I mean, the only time I've ever seen Reagan anything current was in Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> I. I don't. So, and I'll be honest with you. I had no idea who that was until I looked it up three seconds ago. It was oh. Ayatollah. I, mean, like, I wow. knew it was the Iran leader. I yeah. knew that, but I didn't know his name. But I, I also love history, so I knew exactly who that was. I, didn't know. I just assumed. I just assumed like late eighties, early nineties Arab Arab panic, and I just I figured yeah, that was I mean, what he, that was. But yeah, yeah. He, I think he's the one that captured the had the no. That's during Jimmy Carter. I can't remember. Yeah, but I know I've seen him before. And I know he was considered a villain at the time of the U.S., and for lack of a better word. So it, it would fit the timing for this. But I can't remember all the details of who he is. I just know I'm pretty sure he was Iran's leader. My, my favorite part of the movie is where the kids go, oh, you have to play this with your hands. I'm going to go home and play my Xbox Connect. And that, <laughs> that fit perfectly in this movie. <sighs> I remember I was so excited when Connect came out. I had, I, had, I had big hopes for that thing. I have a Connect here, but I'll never use it. I'm telling you that thing's worth a fortune because people use it for VTubing now. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> they use it. Wait, they use it for what now? What's going on? VTube is like where you do you make videos, but you're completely an avatar. Like yeah. People will show themselves, but they'll be completely like an animal avatar. There's a person oh. that does it that oh, yes. used, used to I've do it. With, she was a goblin. I've seen those like, on Twitch. They'll have like an avatar kind of doing the. Yeah. Yeah. Effect. No, Connect was a really good piece of technology. It just didn't work for what it was. Gosh. <laughs> no, it did. <laughs> That's really it's a really good piece of technology though. No, it's just I mean him seeing Biff like the the future Biff. I like that how he's like almost part cyborg. I mean that was entertaining. But when they did rehash the whole scene, I'm like, eh. I mean he literally takes a hoverboard from someone that had like a hoverboard scooter, takes off the bottom, makes a skateboard. I'm like, okay, it was it was cool in the first one. It's not as cool here. Like. <laughs> It was just a little too much. I like the ending where he gives it, tries to give it back to the little girl, and she's like, I have a pit bull now. That was funny. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, pit bull. <laughs> there's some good scenes in here. It just isn't the, it's, there's not enough future in this movie. I really thought there was going to be a lot more future. I mean, you know, it wasn't for the fact that they bring the girl and pass her out and leave her in the damn garbage. The future would have ended right there. They would just run right back. <laughs> Did you see like the did you see like the garbage is also like made up of like condensed CDs and yes and vinyl and, uh, stuff. And vinyls <laughs> yeah. or yep I thought that yep. laser discs or whatever I'm trying to recycle her okay oh also also a Pepsi is fifty dollars in twenty fifteen yes. 
that, uh, that is a fair. Yeah, well, that was a, that was the, one of the big jokes was you know he hands him the here get a Pepsi here's fifty bucks get a Pepsi. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, that's cute. All this stuff in in the future is good, and I agree with you, Mike. I feel like I was setting up for more future, but that's really all the future you get, except of course when you're in the home. Yeah, that's upside down Crispin Glover. That's not, not Crispin Glover. Yeah, upside down not Crispin Glover, which I didn't. I was just so confused visually through that whole moment. We'll talk about it as we get, we're kind of bouncing a little bit around, but that's fine. We're not. We're it's, still in the future. We're still in the future. <laughs> I love the, the fact that I love the fact that they that that the biker gang instead of getting hit by you know a truckload of manure, which is fun. Oh, that's cute. They smashed through a glass like partition, like a front of a glass facade. Like wow, that's a that's a that's a big uh, that's a big thing. <laughs> It was a lot more. I mean, the whole idea that they have to go back, they have to go to the future because he needs someone that looks just like Marty's son, so that way he can tell Biff no. Like, I mean, I feel like couldn't he just put him to sleep and have him not go see Biff? Biff goes along with the crime and then gets arrested himself. Like, yeah. Are there, are there other ways to change this? Like, take Marty Junior and just fly off with him somewhere and <laughs> drop him off and like, you know, somewhere else. And he was supposed to do that, and he didn't do that because he used too much of the sleeping gas on the girl he didn't predict to be in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Doc. Hey, Doc Brown. What kind of Saturday nights are you expecting when you carry around sleeping gas? Like, oh, a <laughs> neuralizer. I happen to have this in my pocket. Oh, the yeah, glove box is full of these things. Yeah, that probably wasn't read the way in '89. Is what you make me think did right you, now. So, did you get? A, did you get vibes of Ghostbusters when Bill Murray just happens to have, or happens to show up with, <laughs> with all the sleeping stuff? And they just, oh, I swear, I wasn't gonna bring this stuff in i just just in case i mean hamana hamana yeah the 80s so i was looking up trivia for the movie just now because the uh i was trying to figure out why doc brown makes himself look younger and i couldn't find the reason i did find out that there is a special feature on the dvd that explains that doc went into the future in the 40s to upgrade his car and he found out that apparently what is it Freezer dried food makes you fat, but also okay. that's where like his his car ends up becoming like more like where like the was it, the fuel ends up becoming more Easy useful. Yeah, and that's how we also him him trying to figure out how to save the the twenty forties. Apparently, that's when he stumbles upon the whole Marty McFly family getting into tons of trouble, and that's why he went back in time to ask Marty for his help. Right, there, that, okay. that all kind of tracks. Yeah, that does track. Sure. And they make a small combo. He's like, I followed it to this moment. <laughs> yeah, I backtrack. But okay, but but, I, but yeah, I think well, I think the I think the one thing I guess with the future that I guess is and not to go on it too long because we do should probably move on to some of the other things going on here <laughs> in the future. But all the stuff that I that that makes the third act work, Marty trying to avoid himself, you know, the different variations of himself, and and all of that fun stuff, which actually has some stakes and and feels feels impactful. That was kind of what I was expecting in the in the future, like here. But that's what I think makes the future feel a little less important, even though there is some really neat visual stuff going on here. And it is fun to look back at the year 2015 and say, huh, he kind of got a lot of stuff wrong. But the directors have said <laughs> they weren't really looking to get things right. They, they were just looking to make a fun movie, which I'm glad they took that tack because it is neat, if nothing else. Yeah, no, it is fun. It just isn't, you know, like you said earlier, it really isn't a perfect movie. And the funny thing is me and Tiff have been having this conversation for a bit now. 
because we went and saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in theaters. And one of the trivia questions was Steven Spielberg considers it a perfect movie. And so it got me thinking like Back to the Future 1, Jurassic Park, just to name a couple. Like those are I consider like perfect movies. Yeah. So like and this is, you know, so again, this has big shoes to fill. But like this is also like the whole. I So I knew like the client, the villain of this movie in a sense, like I knew what the problem was. Like I had I must have seen it before on TV parts of it. Like I knew he was going to get the I didn't know Marty bought the almanac, but I knew that Biff took the almanac back to himself in the past. Like I knew that was like the this is always the villain, though. Yeah, <laughs> even I think even in the third movie, it's a I it's a descendant of Biff, which yeah. they reference in this movie. Yeah. Ancestor. Yeah. Oh, good point. <laughs> Uh, wrong time way but i don't know I, that whole thing with the book like where he drops the book and doc gets all upset and then like you know and he's like i'm gonna put the book in the garbage right here so that there's one thing i want to talk about before we get to the book though before we end up like going to a little bit of that which is the the future house where you see more future stuff of you know the, the mcfly family yeah uh one of them being which i believe 100 percent true which is uh kids don't have a great attention span so marty jr is watching like nine channels at once which is also very great proof because apparently kids can't watch TikTok without a video going at the bottom or some shit. I don't fucking know. So it's uh, yeah. No, it's yeah. Yes. I like uh, Marty Senior's double tie. That's actually a really cool. Like future thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't uh, want to wear two ties. I don't want to wear one tie. You don't want to uh, wear a shirt half the time. I'm I know. That's why I don't want to wear a tie either. <laughs> I love working at home. <laughs> the, I'm lucky if he has pants on when I come home. I'm just saying. Oh, man, hey, I had to be dressed life. for the last of all my other jobs. This job's not on camera ever, so I don't yeah, have to worry well, about it. We have to go out and get you new dress clothes to meet your boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what, in person? What's, what's this? What do you think this is? 20, 2019? Come on now. I'll wear shorts and a t-shirt, he said. You will not. <laughs> so, Mike, I see you came in wearing shirts and tie. You are fired. <laughs> 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 but I know it, it is, there is some cool. I, I like the part he's like, I want fresh fruit, and then he just has the, the thing drops down with fruit for him to eat. I like that. I like some of the future stuff. I think it's cool. I yeah, like the idea of watching. I like. I get that. I want to get that in our house. Multiple TVs at once. Like I, I mean, I personally am one that edits and watch TV at the same time and watches do other things while I'm doing. I have to do multiple things at once. He watches RuPaul with me. Unfortunately, yes. there's <laughs> a lot of that lately. But here here comes my biggest just kind of one issue, which I think is weird. So we we end up going to where Marty ended up. They say Marty ruined his life and said that he was like in a big car crash and his family got sued. So that's where all their money went. And he he hurt his hand and he can't play guitar. But like maybe 30 minutes ago, Doc talks about he's like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm younger. You know, I went through a rejuvenation chamber and I had my spleen and a kidney replaced. But it's like they they can replace your spleen and kidney, but they couldn't have made Marty's hand better so we can play guitar. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's a very good point. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> You're right. It's a very that's a very good point. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Who knows how health insurance is in the future? Oh, I do like how there's a comment. How like, can we get rid of lawyers? <laughs> oh, yeah. That part's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, in one sense, it's like, oh, that's good. But when you think about it, like, wait a second. <laughs> like, sure, it could be good for certain situations, but not in general. <sighs> so it was just like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I did like the police officers that take that take Jennifer away, like that whole little scene when they scan her. Go, oh, she looks pretty good for forty six, <laughs> and they're just like wearing like spandex, and they're both just women with like the hair tied back. I don't know. I'm like, this is kind of cool. I liked it. Yeah, why it's were they sexy? Odd, why were they like? Yeah, why were they like sexy Halloween costume police officers? I don't understand. That's what it. I was thinking too. Like, that's a good way to like, describe. It. Yeah, that's why you like. It is. I know why I liked it. I'm not <laughs> unaware of why I liked it. I was like, okay. Yeah, Everything. why is this like? 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to make a spirit Halloween joke. That's all. I, I just I was just curious why that That's was fair. the case. But uh, uh, that was, was the case. They ran out of money and they just ran the spirit Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but like, this will work for futuristic sexy cops. Here we yeah. go. I was gonna make a comment where just like everything's sexier in the future. This has to make sense. Sorry, I'm eating and doing this at the same time. Oh, you're good. That <laughs> deserved a lot better than the, than the silence it got. I'm sorry, sir. Also, I hit the microphone and almost unplugged myself, so that was part of my that silence. I was like, where'd they go? <laughs> so. So Biff magically learns how to use the the, mach- the time machine, and he ends up going back in time. I have my own. I have a theory on this, and it's not bunnies. But what I was thinking is, <laughs> so someone gets that joke. But when he gets in the car, because like, he goes back to 1955, I don't think he meant to. I think that's what was plugged in, or he hit a button and he just went to where they went to. Because like Doc makes a comment like, "Oh, it must have been you know something." You know, this this day has a reason. Like, I think it's just the machine just went to that day because they were there not that long ago. Yes. That's how I take it. So that's why it just happened to be there. And that's why he's like, OK, I'll go back there. Who cares? I'll find myself. Like, it didn't matter to him. So you think he was just pressing buttons and it, like, recalled the date? Yeah, like most old people do. They just press buttons and things happen on TVs and electronics. Too, not as bad as them. <laughs> well, I, well, my mom's awful. <laughs> I'm. I'm pretty sure you're right, because I think there's something in the last movie where it explains where Doc's like, yeah, you can see the last the last place we went to and in the time machine or something like that. And then yeah, and that that's how I took it. There's also. Yeah, but how do you even know how to start it or open the door or anything? I mean, he, this is a DeLorean. He just used the door yeah, handle. Still, still DeLorean, yeah. It's still a DeLorean. So, okay, well, you just start it normally? My guess is that he just hit buttons or started normal. I mean, I think it starts normally like a normal car would at that time. Oh. However, that is, we don't know. Because, I mean, the main thing that made it indifferent in the first movie is the fact that when you go 88, then you go and you travel. But if you hit the button, I'm sure a futuristic car would have an autopilot, essentially. Also, I'm pretty sure Biff stabs himself and he dies like right after he gets out of the gut. Oh, no, he dies because he no longer exists. There is a deleted scene that was cut out where you see him having the heart like he fades away, but they cut it out. So when does that happen, though? Does that happen? Uh, That's when you see him. There's a small scene after they do the stuff in the house. When he comes back, he stumbles out of the car. He looks like he's dying. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, And and right in that scene, there's a little bit more where you see him fall over and fade away. I saw the deleted scene on YouTube. Why did they delete it? I don't know, because that makes so much more sense, because then it shows, like, he's disappearing because he altered, and he's no that's no longer real, but maybe because everything else doesn't alter immediately afterward. That's probably what it is. I was going to say that, yeah. Because it doesn't alter until they go to 85. But then wouldn't his grandson be disappearing, too? Yeah, but his grandson's already in prison at this point, so it wouldn't you wouldn't see it happening. But yeah, essentially everything would change, but then the idea is that even the current where they at would would change to immediately is the idea. Right. Maybe that's yeah. why they cut it. But again, you still see him like having a heart attack. So I'm like, well, and I was like, and I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, of course he's disappearing because he changed, he changed the past. Therefore he doesn't exist anymore. But I also love time travel stuff. So, so I'm never, okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, the idea that if you go back in time and you, and you did something that alters it, the, the person that you are wouldn't exist anymore because the events that happen to make you, different. yeah. So you no longer exist. And there's a different, this, Yes, because he changed. But at the same time, the butterfly effect would be everything else would change, too, you know, which doesn't happen. I just it, assumed it would be like instantaneous, like, oh, <laughs> you know, die and fade away. <laughs> if if I had a nickel for every time I was on a podcast of games, my mom found with Bill Tucker talking about time travel shenanigans, I'd have nickels. Would you have? I've a had a cu- I'd have a couple of nickels, but it's weird that it keeps happening. This is bizarre. I'm not gonna lie. This is <laughs> excuse me as I as I lift my head from my taco. This is actually this is a weird winky dink. I will say it's not Tuesday though. 
<laughs> but no, I mean that that's just yeah, we do talk about time travel a lot in this in this on this podcast. I like time travel stuff to be honest a lot. So there's that too. I'm a big fan of time travel, and I think the first movie gets it pretty accurate. This movie screws a little a little bit much. Like the idea where he goes back, he gives the book, then he's able to fly back to the future because he has to leave the car for them to get in the car so they can go back to '85. So yeah, yes. I mean, it, it's stuff that wouldn't work in the in the theory of time travel. You're thinking too well, much about. It. I know the the idea how time. I yeah don't we, we had enough conversations about time travel in this podcast. I really yeah. could like go into it more than there was. Hell, there was one time where Mike Hughes taking me in something on Twitter to explain time travel to somebody to ask me if it worked, and I was able to explain it in my head at least. In your head, you explained it. Yeah, I, I thought I explained it just fine. Okay. So, well, see, I I, I, I don't <laughs> love time travel stuff because it's just it's never done great. You know, it's always a weird band aid, and there's always weird holes in it. But but again, in the first movie, it's great because it's not the point. Time travel is it's like the weird thing that happens. But the movie sets it up where it doesn't need to explain itself. It's just a thing that happens. Ignore it. Have fun. Have fun with this movie. This movie, it's now a standard thing. We just now accept that time travel is a thing. We can think about it a little less. But the movie is now forcing you to think about it because of all these ripple effects. And once it starts piling on these ripple effects, it's forcing me to think about time travel in a deeper way, which I should not because it's all malarkey and nonsense. So it's... (laughs) That's that's why this movie again. It's a pudgy boxer. <laughs> it's a George Foreman. It's just like a. It's stuffed. It's it's got too much stuff in it. Where again, perfect features, lean, pace beautifully, etc. Yeah, no, that's very fair. I don't know some of the stuff. Like I guess you just needed the stuff with the book because you needed a, you know, to have a villain essentially. You needed a reason to go back to 1950. <sighs> yeah, I could have done without that. But <laughs> the stuff with when they go back to the house, I thought was all right. Like. I when you have like you have her hiding, you see all the kids. That's what turned me off the first time I saw this movie is just seeing Marty as, as his daughter. Now it didn't bother me at all. I'm like, that's ah, not that bad. But again, 35 year old Mike is much, much more educated and than 20 some year old Mike was. So it bothered me. It bothered younger like Mike. I do, too. But it bothered younger Mike. But I'm like, OK, that's completely fine. Like, it works. I mean, it, it was I would have rather had Elizabeth Shue just to give her more role in this movie. But it works. Uh, one of the weird other trivia moments of this movie is the reason why Marty's dad is dead is because the actor who played the dad did not want to do a sequel, so they just killed him. Yeah, That's right. But and they they like made a mold of his face and put it over the actor that's in the distance. He actually sued them for that. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, and actually now it's part of again according to Wikipedia, the font of all knowledge and truth. Uh, <laughs> evidently, this is now part of the I guess whatever the Screen Actors Guild, SAG, I don't know, part of the Screen Actors Union, where they are not allowed to do that anymore because really what you're doing is replacing an actor. I wonder how they feel. They can't do it without consent. So well, they didn't just replace him; they stole his image. They stole his image, and that's what it was. They yeah. made a new Crispin Glover. Using they made, yeah. Yeah, and you are not allowed to do that anymore no. because of this movie and the precedent set when Crispin Glover sued them. You're not allowed to do that anymore, which oh. is interesting because it makes this weird Uncanny Valley stuff. I, I, I'm assuming they have to get the actor's permission to create fake Princess Leia's and stuff, but maybe it's because the estate allows it. I don't know what the loophole is that allows us to have now dead actors appear on screen, I guess the uh, maybe the estates are like, yes, I would love eight million dollars. Please send that to me. <laughs> that generational income would be fantastic. Thank you yeah. so much. 
Yeah, it probably has to be at least a close relative. So, like, if, like, my grandfather was an actor, I couldn't, like, sue for his likeness. He's dead, so it's, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, but it's not really a public, it's not, like, public domain anymore. Like, it's still his likeness. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting So what if question. they used, like, old footage? Would that they still did. be the same thing? No, it's because it's a footage is owned by the studio. They did use old footage for a, a bit of Crispin Glover's stuff. That's fine. It's yeah, you, just you the close-ups. But Barry, yeah. he didn't have any close-ups, and Mike was like, didn't know that Crispin Glover wasn't in here, and he's like, that makes sense why you never see his face. Right. You know? So he's always got sunglasses on or, or something. Yeah, or something, you know? or his back is towards you. He's hanging upside down. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it was an interesting little little read last night as I was uh, going to bed. It was, yeah, it's a, it's interesting that you can't you can't do that anymore. So, and, uh, so Crispin Glover shouldn't have been able to do that in the first place. <laughs> so, so whenever I get done with this, I need to remember to link y'all something because I guess someone's gonna be in trouble. There's like a the new uh, what is that movie the with the pink ladies? Oh, I can't uh, remember what it's called. I know what you're talking about. That's not Scream. The the movie with the ah Grease, new Grease TV show. Yeah, I don't. I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah, remember one, what it's called though. One of the actors left mid mid like production, and I guess there's a scene where he's supposed to come back and like slap a character, but you can tell the guy's face is superimposed on someone else's body, uh-huh. and it's oh, no. it's really off putting. So that brings it up to this, where it's like I don't think they were allowed to get away with that, and I'm wondering to see what the outcome of that is, especially with the writer strike going on right now. Mm, That's good point. interesting. They, they, who knows? Maybe it's now in, in contracts and clauses, and maybe they can sign away those rights when they first sign on to the movie. You can use your dumb face for any dumb thing we want to make from this dumb movie, and who knows? Right? <laughs> there, they might be. There might be just clauses in there that said, like, yeah, Chris Evans, we own your face for now and the end of time to be uh, Captain America. So you, we your face, as we like, <laughs> all your face belong to us. There, there you go. Ba-dum, Two shows, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm too full for my taco now. That's why these bad jokes are coming. So yeah, I don't know. It's I think <laughs> that it's, that's what's happened. It's it's okay. yeah. I went I went from hungry to too full. That's what happened. Too too full. <laughs> he had to go to the bathroom. He should be back. He should have said something. Gosh darn it. He's the he's the he's the he's the he's the link. He's the he's the tra- engine that keeps this train rolling. Okay, I, mean, I was doing pretty good, and then we all stopped talking. Well, I was waiting for Mike to pipe in and and, and I, yeah, link us to our next topic. I'm just yeah. I'm just babbling about my dinner. Let's just keep going. He'll edit that part out. Let's just no, edit that part out. That's yeah, the he problem. Will. He won't. No, he won't. He won't edit this part out. <laughs> no, he won't. Let's just let's, I will, let's, I will bet you that five cents that you that you put in that you put up. I'll I will double you. I'll, I'll see that. And read you another that he won't edit it out. No, he'll just edit out that silence, and he'll probably be like, "That was funny. That's fine." My stupid comment about my dinner. My stupid comment about him leaving. So let's let's get let's let me run to the to the front of this train and try to, try to put my hand on the on the brake there. So. So we've already talked about the almanac. We already we're at home. Marty's parents. Okay. So and Marty, and, all right. So trying, trying to get, him, trying to get us back. Trying to get us back. <laughs> so what do we do without you, Mike? Apparently, I yeah, found out. We, Mike, <laughs> we, we're floundering. Save us. Save us from ourselves. 
So, so we find out that a, a fat blonde man who has a lot of money is not a great idea to run part of the country. But we're not talking about <laughs> current events right now. Uh, Marty gets back and almost gets beat up by a family because he jumped into their house thinking it was his. And then he finds out Biff royally <laughs> fucked up the present. Right. So because they they so let me just kind of let's go back up a bit because we did get our second moment of Elizabeth Shue fainting. So <laughs> she sees herself she and faints. She had like a good five minute scene hiding in the closet. <laughs> yes, you know, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing says Oscar worthy than hiding in a closet and then falling down. That's what she does. She faints. She does a really good fainting scene. Okay. She's out of sight, out of mind, and unconscious. That it's is stupid. her role. It's really dumb. <laughs> and so she falls. She she passes out. When the other one passes out. This allows him to escape. Doc Brown comes and carries off 80s Elizabeth Shoe. And then they get in the, they all trundle into the DeLorean and fly off. Is that right? I don't think anything else happens in the future. That's the last we get. Yeah, no, that's yeah. it. Then they go, then they, and then you see Biff die and right. then they go back to 85 and then all that stupid. Like, I mean, I get it where he's like, oh, hey, I live here. I'll just sneak back into my room. But like, no, I mean, the guy had all right to want to beat him with a baseball bat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so. It was very weird like that. So that scene that Joe you're mentioning now, where he he wakes up in the fam, in in not his bedroom, in somebody else, some child's bedroom, which the family, of course, the father's reaction very appropriate. I'm going to now kill you. Yes. <laughs> let me well, let me find the nearest thing. Bedroom. To- so yeah, I do that. Too. But it it feels like that scene again. This is where this weird. I think we're about like 35 minutes into this movie at this point, probably like beginning of the second act. Yeah. And this is where the movie goes from, Oh, fun future hoverboards and all like the little chase scene to really dark and really brutal and rough. And it's none of this is fun. Like none. And again, I understand that not everything has to be a farce, but boy, oh boy, that tonal shift is like a, like a truck with a broken transmission it's just like jammed it just jams you into like despair despair world and i feel like that scene when this father of course in his attempt to brutally beat marty mcfly with the bat in front of his wife and children like just destroys the kid's room like smashes everything uh famously in the godfather there's a scene where um connie and carlo carlo destroys you know he's he gets upset at connie and he starts throwing things at her and he's and this is a very violent uncomfortable scene it's the last one before sonny gets shot and evidently the studio brought in a violence director because they didn't trust coppola to direct he was coppola was famously not trusted to direct a godfather to the point where most of the for the early parts of it there was another director watching him direct so he could just swoop in and do it when they fired him fired coppola that's how little they trusted him with this movie. Wow. And they brought in a violence director or they were going to bring in a violence like consultant because they didn't feel like there was a the studio didn't feel like there was enough violence. So that scene is what Coppola directed to save his job from having a violence director come in. Fine. You want violence? Here you go. Throw in plates, throw in dishes. That's <laughs> what this scene feels like. It feels like another director came in to just make this weird violent scene of a crazed <laughs> father's bashing up his daughter's or son- daughter's bedroom. It's very so it's, weird and off-putting. Like, why is this here? with this 85, like right, right after this, you, you have the stuff with Strickland with a shotgun where he's calling her. He's like, you slacker. And like, there's just, he's it, got it a bandolier takes... of shotgun shells. It's like, again, <laughs> yeah, and then you have a drive-by happen. And then, you know, like, and then he's just like, slackers! I'm 
like, it's a little all, too much. Like he's also it wearing gets a SWAT vest. Too dark, <laughs> and it is. It's kind of a. It really is a weird tonal shift for the movie. And it's very They're, interesting too. I, I'm sorry, Joe. Just one quick thing, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll throw it to you. It's also interesting that the same directors who didn't want the future to be Blade Runner turned the new president into Mad Max. Like, that, that's, sorry, new, new presence Mad Max. But yeah, that is just weird. What, what are you going to say, Joe? Well, yeah, I, I wanted to add on to that because you, you go through all of this and it seems like Biff is like paid off the police with his infinite amount of money, apparently. And like there's crash cop cars. The gangs have like a tank. Uh, he he managed to pass uh he managed to pass uh legalizing gambling in California. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. And then later also, on, to be fair, if you started winning that much gambling, you'd be banned from gambling places pretty quickly. Yeah, casinos will that, that, ban you if you win too much. But he didn't yeah. go to casinos. No, but he in general, people would stop letting you when they realize like you're winning too much. Like fuck you, we're done. <laughs> it ain't worth it. There's also like a weird hot tub time machine joke where like eventually the, the universe would eventually intervene and make it to where you start losing because you shouldn't be affecting the future this much. And then you, and then you can get into the rabbit hole of, well, if he had bet on this game and bet on this thing, would the outcomes have changed anything because of this ripple butterfly effect because he won a million dollars? Maybe that means now that he can put more money into a team that gets him right. Like just just his very actions of cheating would probably cause slight variations in the timeline that where who knows down the line point. that That's almanac weird. may not be that almanac may not be accurate yeah. anymore again. Yeah, but again, yeah. Yeah. You, you could probably even admit that like at some point to where yeah. you're, you're a guy who's working in like, let's say the gambling bar, I guess you could say. And like this dude, Biff walks in. It's like, Oh, Biff, Biff's bet on the last three games. Who are you betting on Biff? Oh, I guess I'm going to bet on that. The, the the Texans beat the Cowboys, and then he would tell every other motherfucker to to bet that to where Biff wouldn't even be winning anymore because right, everyone know yeah, everyone knows whoever he votes for or whoever he puts his bets on are probably going to win. Yeah, you you can't have your face in the paper as local man wins a million dollars on one horse racing bet. And again, if you, if you know anything about horse racing and you can't put wagers like that down there's limits of which and there's regulations and you're at but whatever this is a silly kids movie from 1989 we don't need to I mean, analyze the the gambling ethics of it but to, so but to be fair, yeah if it was like a, a course with like low statistics possibly and he put like a 200 dollars bet on it yes and like the horse that's in the bottom one possibly yeah, but the horse at the bottom, like the worst horse at a track. Just very recently, I went to a horse racing track with my brother in New Jersey. My brother has a friend who loves horse racing, so they go to the track often, which I think is just one of the quaintest, most adorable things you can do. That's like so 1930s. Like, hey, <laughs> let's go to the track together. Yes. Let's go to the track, Mike. Let's go to Churchill Downs. Yes. <laughs> and I... <laughs> and I... And... The the worst horse, like the the worst bag of meat at that track, has maybe like a thirty in one chance. So even if you do like two hundred bucks on a thirty in one, you're getting what five grand? I guess I don't know math. Someone else figure that yeah, out. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like you, you know, you, you can't make a million dollar wager. <laughs> no. But again, this is not meant to be realistic. I mean, it's not where to would ma- you get yeah. that million? Do- well, you, I guess you don't have to. You have to give it to them. You start, you start small. You start. All it takes is a buck. A buck and a yeah, dream. Yeah, you would just, especially if you knew the thing, knew the winner, you would just start small, bet here and there. Yeah. You would lose some on purpose if you were smart because you yeah, wouldn't want. He's not smart. 
No, I mean, it looks like he just, again, this is also a reference to Trump, and this is also before Trump loses all his casinos in 1993. So this also fits that theme. I mean, again, I mean, I know that was like the joke at it, but this is also before Trump becomes what Trump is in, you know, in 2023. And even when he was in the, in the 90s, like it's a different, you know, it's more of a joke than what it, yeah. Just, are you? But um, yeah, that's but yeah, you can. That's that's kind of what I was thinking too with the casino. <laughs> are Are you telling me Back to the Future predicted the future? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Simpsons do it all the time. So Mind yeah, and then you have like Marty gets beaten up at the casino and taken upstairs. I thought that was weird, and he just knocked he like just hits over the head. They knock him out. They knock. They give people concussions all the time in this movie. In this movie, <laughs> like everybody's getting knocked out. Oh, they hit you harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill had mentioned it earlier about like the domestic abuse. Like it is some bad domestic abuse the way he treats Marty, the way he treats his wife. But again, this is eighty nine, so it's played for laughs, kind of. Where now I wouldn't? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not it's completely laughs, but it's. Yeah. I mean, that's a. It's a much less. It's seen much less serious than it should be. I mean, it's, it's such. Or would be now. And I use the term all the time on this show, but it's such mustache twirling, evil McEvilson villain behavior like we don't need to understand that biff is just literally the worst human being alive like we get it like we understand that we don't need him you know forcing for forcing uh, marty mcfly's wife to get a uh, forcing the marty's mom to get you know breast and augment or enhancement surgery and you know it's just it's, it's so weird off-putting. stuff i mean and leah thompson's a great actress and <sighs> no, she does fine at this. It's just I don't know. It's just weird to me. Not, not go, even, I'm tired of seeing her in fake old makeup too. I'm really I'm tired of that now. <laughs> I like how she changes her voice. <laughs> oh, she's a great actress. You're gonna say something, movie. Joe. Sorry, I cut you off, Joe. Sorry. It's it's okay. I was gonna say it, it even gets even weirder too because um you have it kind of implied that like Biff had Marty's dad killed and then he immediately like forced his mom to marry him. Yeah. Yeah. But money can do that too. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you find out later where it's like, I guess, I guess they're the town's probably like already running down. And it's whenever Biff makes like the empty threat where he's like, I'll cut your kids off and send all of them to jail mm-hmm. to where Biff probably has that power where he's like, you know, I'll pay for all your stuff. Your husband died and it'd be easier if you just married me. I'm already a kajillionaire. But it's not even implied. Like he full out says, I killed your father. Like it's some weird Darth Vader nonsense. Like, and he like, does, at least he doesn't I, yell. No. And, I'm, I, and at the end, at the roof, he's like, is this poetic? It's not poetic, Biff. This is not poetic. I'm going to kill you with the same gun I killed your father. Like, what are we? What? When does this turn into, like, a hard-boiled, like, detective drama? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you keep that gun? <laughs> I mean, to be right. safe, as long as they don't know you have it safer than having it off elsewhere. Because, you, because, because you know, uh, ancient ancient uh, Biff from the future told him that a kid was going to come and ask about this thing. And... He's going to tell them the whole story about how he got the almanac and what he did. So the audience knows the whole backstory. I don't know. It just seems very contrived. This and again, this is what I shouldn't keep comparing this movie to Back to the Future. But like you said, but like but like you said, this is actually more than a sequel. It's part two and part three. Like This is intended to be one complete work. Like it's it's in the text. From what I was in my YouTube, my YouTube thing I watched, they said that part two and part three were one script, but it was too much, so then they cut it into separate movies. Yeah, which is smart. That was a very smart yeah, decision. It, it wouldn't have worked. That would have been a lot. It wouldn't have worked. Speaking. The third act worked. was them going to Western. I'm like, what? Why? Like, you yeah. can't. No, yeah. it's it very. It's a, it was a smart move. But the when when you have 
when you have a movie that is that part one, part two, part three, I really do think you can look at it as a collective piece and make those comparisons because, again, the, the first movie does not feel writery. It doesn't feel writery, if that makes sense. Like sometimes things over are overly scripted and overly spelled out. Back to the Future 2 is very writery, and that's a perfect yeah. example. <laughs> if on the roof with with uh, with Marty, you know, so I'm going to get you with the same gun like. Simony, this should be in the 50s era, not now. <laughs> There's lots of things that happen, and it isn't like when watching the first movie, it's been a little bit, but I felt like everything paid off. Every little scene you saw was foreshadowing to something like Jurassic Park. There's a lot of loose ends. Yeah, and this, it doesn't feel as tight in, in that sense. Like, I mean, it's just, exactly. again, rehashing events from the first movie. Like, But again, this would have been five years later from the time that you saw the first movie, and you never thought there'd be a sequel. It's like, oh, that's cool, versus <laughs> us. I who, remember that. Who saw it like a year ago and are reviewing it for a podcast. So, but I, I guess. Did we really see it a year? Less than that, I think. <laughs> it was this year. God, I don't even remember when the hell it was, to be honest with you. Did you, did you guys, did you guys see like whenever Marty's reading the paper by his dad, dead on the back, it says that President Nixon's running for like his fifth term? <laughs> I did not see that. I didn't see that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, because Nixon already, yeah, Watergate would have already happened by 89. Yeah, so that, that okay, that's extra funny that by him changing the future into bad future, Nixon's always president. That's funny. <laughs> and then this is when Marty goes to the cemetery and Doc's like, I knew you'd be here because this makes sense. Like, what if he didn't find out about his dad? Like, <laughs> what if they didn't tell him? They're like, you already know this, Marty. Why have we got to tell you this? So how long has Doc been? What were you going to say? I don't know. Okay. Oh. How long was Doc in the cemetery? Was he just like, wait there? Marty's going to show up sometime. That's what I was thinking. Like, you guys were in the future. I mean, wouldn't there have been some kind of device? I know cell phones weren't really thought of in 89, exactly. But, like, you think there would be something like, here, have, like, this thing we can talk to. I mean, Star Trek did it. You think there'd be something, like, that he would have given him. But I guess the plot point was, we'll just wait in some place like we do in in the 80s now and wait until he shows up. (laughs) They have uh, walkie-talkies. They do. Oh, why didn't you use it? The do they have walkie-talkies at this point? Not in the 80s. Either. No, they do when they go back in the 50s. Why not have yeah. it in the 80s? Because they thought he thought he was bringing Marty home. Yeah. He thought yeah, it they, was over. Oh, he dropped off Marty and he left, didn't he? Yeah. yeah okay, never mind. Yeah, he drops off because he's going to go destroy okay. the time machine. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, never mind. He thought it was over. He thought they were done. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Good fun. Also, I didn't realize that... at. Again, I didn't realize that uh, I'm just walking at the wiki again. That Flea plays the Marty McFly's boss, like C- Marty Senior. I, I pointed that out. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. Well, I, when I was looking at the cast, I was like, Flea's in here. And then I recognized them immediately when he came on screen. I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd probably recognize him immediately. I just, that just struck me as like, wow, we should note that. I mean, he that- was like in a shirt and tie, so it was a little off putting. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't yeah, naked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also was naked. just gonna make that joke. Last time I saw Flea and anything on TV was him being naked in a Woodstock documentary. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, when he was at Woodstock, he was naked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they played one of the last shows at Woodstock before the whole place got burned down. Wow. Oh. You mean Woodstock two? The the Woodstock and the, yeah the the more recent one the last oh, one that ever happened. Like this age, his age, it doesn't. No, not that one. Does uh, not compute. The <laughs> other, it was a Woodstock. I think the nineties. I think it is. Yeah, it was Woodstock. it was Woodstock ninety nine. I think is the yeah one. when they 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 it was burned yeah, when they burned down. the fucking place. It's a good down. documentary. I saw it too. It was, it's yeah. a good one until it gets Wait, really sad and really really like depressing. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch that. Okay. I remember watching that on TV. Yeah, they they talk all about it. I mean, again, it's like five dollar water bottles and ninety ninety nine. That's a lot of money. And I mean, like they were stupid. They it's a really good that. documentary, if, but just be aware, trigger warning, there's lots and lots and lots of mentions and some depictions of rape. 
So yeah. if you're, it's because that was a legitimate thing that happened in Woodstock '99. So just be careful. It's an excellent documentary. I think it's really good. But oh boy, towards like oh, the yeah. middle middle of episode two, I was like, I don't think I can watch this anymore. This is actually really hard. Yeah, no, it gets into some what, the, what all happened again. It's a bunch of shitty people and alcohol and money. Yeah, drugs. <laughs> that too. There's a lot of drugs going on. It is very interesting though. Drugs like, yeah. Yes, as a historical artifact, it's very interesting. What's not interesting is is old. Shut up! I feel old now. (laughs) I I think he's older than. Wait, no, you're older than him. So yeah, I think. I hate you. Wait a minute! I said. I said it's a yeah. What 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 is that? What's the problem with historical artifact? 1999. That doesn't mean it's old. Last week can be a historical artifact. That's 24 years ago, babe. (laughs) We're not young anymore. Look, Look if, we're we're all aging poorly. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. No matter how well I you're know. aging. I no, 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 no. Forty, and I fell apart. Hey, he Tiff. started a podcast. We all do different things at forty. So hi. Yes, hey. yes. Tiff, let let me reach out to you over the internet here. I'm not saying this about you. Everybody is aging poorly. No matter how well you think you're aging or not, you're aging poorly. It's okay. Let's just we're all in this together until we're dead. Then we're not. So. Thank- Thank you for that tidbit, Bill. That makes me feel a lot better being 30. Yes. <laughs> enjoy your, thir- enjoy your early 30s. Yes. How old I'm are very, you? I'm exactly 30. See? See, you young buck. Link up. <laughs> Link arms, 40-something. <laughs> we are now hurtling toward our intimate demise. Yo. Let's just do this together. Yes, you are. So I, I like it when he does go back to the, after he finds out what happened with Biff and the book, and he goes back like the whole thing with the tub and. Biff just in the tub with a couple different women. And, and it's like the way his attitude changes when Marty says things about the book. And he's like, oh, wait a second. You're not the Marty. I think you are. I really like that change. I think that his attitude, everything, the way everything changes, I think it's great. Why he explains this is the date I gave it to him. This is what I like. Because it's, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's plot moving device. And I also, I actually think that was one of the better parts of the movie where he's, where I think Biff knows immediately because he's been told by future Biff that this was going to happen. Like somebody's going to show up, either an old crazy man in a flying car or a young kid that looks exactly like, you know, whoever is this person's going to come and ask you about the almanac. And he thinking that he's got the upper hand. He's got, oh, he's also stalling too, isn't he? Sure. He's stalling to get him up. And yeah, you know, he's cause he trips, have a seat, you know, sit down, you know, cause you're going to hold I, a gun out and shoot him. That makes sense. Okay. never mind. I take it back. That makes perfect sense. What, what better yeah, way I, to lure in somebody by, Oh, you got me. And you start telling them everything and you go and get the gun. and shoot them. Exactly. Yeah. You tell them everything they need to know and then show them where the almanac is in the safe and then shoot them. I also couldn't help but think, and I don't know why this, these things come to my brain while I'm trying to watch a movie for a podcast to review the next day. But for some reason, I kept thinking when Biff is in there with the two girls, I kept getting reminded of the pool scene in Scarface when he's sitting in the giant <laughs> bubble bath and he's going, fly, Pelican, fly, fly, Pelican. I don't know why. I just kept imagining Biff going, fly, Pelican. That's That was my mental image okay. from watching that scene. So, uh, yeah. I don't think I've seen Scarface, so I have no idea what you I've seen it once, but I have no memory of it. But I know, yes. I, I, I'm assuming cocaine was also involved in this scene, too, somehow. So. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. there was. There's a lot of cocaine in that movie. Sure is. Yeah, Scarface is all right. It's worth watching once. At some point, I'll be on the show just because it probably should be. But yeah, not on my list. <laughs> so, I mean, I did like like the whole thing. When he goes on the roof and then like he goes to shoot him. But like then Marty like drops off the back of the roof and lands on the car. I thought that was funny. Like he comes up and the car is riding, you know, rising up. That was a cool scene. I mean, I knew it was coming, but it was a cool scene. 
I, I thought one of the interesting parts was because uh, also I am also like Bill, where my my thoughts trace off while watching movies. And uh, whenever Marty throws like the plate, I'm like, wow, if Biff hadn't dodged, he probably would have fucking killed him because that thing goes like straight into that fucking chair. Oh, yeah. That thing was like a, like a shirkin. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it really does fling at him. Yeah, you could have decapitated him really easily. But it also wouldn't have mattered because they'd go back in time and change things on this way. You wouldn't have committed murder because he doesn't exist anymore. Well, they, this brings up, anyways. yeah, they, they got to go back in here anyways, which brings up my second topic. I'm not going to lie. I understand there's like time variations and, and like you're not supposed to adjust like too many things or something bad will happen. I'm not going to lie. Probably would have went back in time and shot Biff at like 15. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really give a, a shit. Yeah. He's not a good person. Like he, he molested his mom in like the part where like in the first movie where he, his dad's about like his dad gets a curse, finally save her. But like Biff's not at all a good person. So I would just be like, you know what? Where's Biff at? Oh, he's in his car. Okay. Shoots him with a future gun. And now no one knows he exists. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but you remember, as, as we all learned from Bioshock Infinite, there's always a Biff. And there's always a Marty. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was good that was a good one bill. oh that's the worst part of it all because you're right bill <laughs> oh i've got to cut that reminder edit mike cut that part out and that's awesome i mean i cut it out cut it out but cut it out and put it in the thing yeah oh i was um, thank you i was pleased with that uh, one. Oh man too. normally it's me making all the references not you so i have to do at least uh, once yeah man. But anyway so it's <laughs> oh when they go you're back right, in yeah. time and he pulls off that briefcase of money, and he's like, oh, "What? You know?" And he, and he gives them dollars from each year. He had different. I thought that was hilarious. I like that. That was funny. Because again, that would make sense. You would have to have money that wasn't printed after the year you're in, or somebody might go, "What the fuck? Why does yeah. this guy just handed me a twenty? You know, like the date is off." I'd be like, "This is play money. You can have." Yeah, this. I I could enhance somebody a now twenty dollar bill to somebody in 1985. Like it's completely no. different. Yeah, a hundred dollar bill is completely different too. Like. So I, I don't know. I just really got a kick out of how he had all this different money in a briefcase. I mean, it also kind of like made me think like, OK, did he just like tr- did he travel a bunch of different times? But it finds out he didn't. But like he's prepared because he's Doc and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it was a part that really made me smile for some reason. I don't know why, but it really made me smile. Oh, yeah, because it makes sense. Don. So, I mean, why he have all the different money like be that prepared. But it, you know, I guess it does make sense for him because he was planning on traveling, I think, more throughout time before they fucked everything up. Yeah, he was gonna make like um like he this was gonna be his retirement. It just traipsing back and forth through time to see all the amazing things that happened, kind of go prime directive style, don't touch anything, <laughs> don't mess with anything. And uh yeah, he, this was his thing. Like this was his this was his equivalent of like getting an RV and cruising around the country when you're retired. This is what he was gonna do this, but he quickly realizes more harm than good comes from it. Hence, should probably destroy this thing and not not do this, not tamper with the fabric of time. You guys could live in one decade. What would it be? Live Star in Trek. One decade. This, yeah, future. <laughs> yeah, future. <laughs> I want the Star good. Trek future from Next Generation. That's what I want. So I'd be, I'd be fine between like the '90s and the in the 2000s. No, it's like a good. I, yeah, I want to go back to before I was born. No, you wouldn't. No, because I don't know. Now is the question: Is would I know everything I know now just in that time period, or would I be? Have the yes, intelligence you would know her. if you were able to transport back, you would know everything. I would ter- I'd be terribly bored in the 50s and 60s. Terribly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. No, I'd I like, think I'd have to go to the 90s then. I think hey, if, if, if all of a sudden I got frozen and I woke up like in Star Trek in like 2500 and they're like, Yeah, we're you know, we got spaceships now, we got rid of money, we got I'd be and they're like, We got rid of That'd this, awesome. and 
I'd be like, well, I wouldn't be like the and there's that next generation of the guys like, oh man, but all my money. I'd be like, that's fucking great. Can I play are video games still around? I mean, that's all oh. I would care about. Like, are my, video games still around? Not, in, I mean, they have a holodeck, but that's it. Holodeck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they have the their holodeck? Own of stuff. Oh, God, you can, I can replicate any food I want ever. Who cares? But it's not quite Wait, as good that's as the real what thing. I want. Be like, awesome. My luck, <laughs> real quick, real quick for Joto. My, my luck is I'll end up like discovered by the Romulans and then just sent to like the dilithium mines or something. Like, I, would, <laughs> I would not end up on Voyager. Janeway would not be smiling at me. Hello there, <sighs> Earthling well, you don't from the be year in 20th. No, Delta Quadrant anyway, because it wouldn't be a very, it wouldn't be a very good time. You want to be where, in the, where the Federation is because there aren't that many threats for the most part. Uh, no, I I would end up on the fourth moon of Clavgos or whatever. I don't know. Joe, you were gonna say something before I. Did. Yeah, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. That's okay. Uh, I was I was gonna make a joke of I might recommend the episode of South Park where Cartman can't wait two weeks for the Nintendo Wii, so he ends up freezing himself and waking up in like the future. But the future is there's a war between otters and people over which religion is right, and the it's just not even religion; it's just atheism to which which atheist. <laughs> Which atheist is right, but the whole, the, like, Cartman couldn't give two shits, and he's like, but I want to play Nintendo Wii, and there's, like, nothing there to hook up a Nintendo Wii to. <laughs> so he's just, like, royally pissed off. But, uh, <laughs> speaking, of being, speaking of being pissed off, though, we, we go to the past where an older, an older Biff and uh, a separate Marty are watching uh, him kind of, like, waddle around, and even now, Biff... Biff saying, hey, thank you for fixing my car. How much is it? That'll be $300. $300 in the 50 is like a down payment for a house back then. That is a lot of fucking <laughs> yeah, money. It yeah, it is. I, I once did the math. I think when we covered the first step, when we did the first one, I did the math, like what it was. I and mean, it, it is not cheap. Yeah. Like cleaning up a car from manure could not possibly been that much. I mean, it, it wasn't cheap. I can tell you shortly what it is in today's money if I can get my thing to work. They, they, do it while, while I'm I'm complaining about this. They might have had to like rip all the seats out because when when he's going back and forth with the guy, he's talking about how like there's there was no way to get the smell out, so they had to do something. And I'm assuming they probably had to like completely re reupholster the entire fucking car. Buy the new car. That's what I thought. Three thousand three hundred ninety-five dollars and eighty-five cents. Buy a new car at that point. Car. He could have uh, bought a new car for that. Yes, in fifty-five. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Probably could have bought two new cars for that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, I mean, again, it, and then you also have Biff being a jerk or more than a jerk being another, you know, potential rapist where he's trying to lift up the skirt of Lorraine again. Oh, God, it's that scene made me mad. Yeah, one I mean, day you'll learn. One day you'll learn you're going to be oh, my, my gal. Oh, that's okay, if you're shopping for a new car in 55, the number was approximately $3,000. Um, wow. Well, $3,000 in that time money. Yeah, not still. Money. Yeah, yeah, still. Still, that's that's could have bought so a new spent car. three hundred dollars. So, oh, I see. And a house was nine thousand one hundred dollars. So he's not that, in nineteen fifty five. So you're not that far off, Joe. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's pretty bad. The average income was four thousand dollars, hundred thirty seven dollars. So yeah, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter how you look. But uh, but no, I mean it's just like they just keep making Biff such a piece of shit. Like that whole and then him running the in the street like you guys are just saying it was like. Uh, <laughs> But to be fair, not defending Biff, but that was also the 60s where it was, oh, yeah, come marry me, honey. And then you can make me dinner every night while I beat you and drink a cup of scotch. So, I, I mean, mean, you're it- not wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> and make you get breast implants, apparently. 
That's in the future. Yes. <laughs> that would, yes, that's future misogyny. That this is this is, <laughs> this is the past. <laughs> past misogyny. Yes. Yeah, because because no, nothing gets a nothing gets a gal into you than saying you will be mine, like your Skeletor <laughs> or something. Like, <laughs> literally trying to molest her in public because that's super sexy. <laughs> I mean, at least it's the villain doing this. So like, oh, it's bad. They're not being like, oh, look at our hero. He's like, he's a charmer. You know. Well, yeah. In the first movie, he was a peeping tom. To be fair, so. Okay. <laughs> he, he was also really on the fence about dating his mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch Rangers. I don't actually want to be next to her. Like, great. Yeah, he, <sighs> yeah. He just he he was really torn. Really torn. Uh, and then when you have Biff meet old Biff, like I thought that was funny how they kind of talked the same. Like I thought that was kind of funny. Doesn't he get mad at him for getting a metaphor wrong or something? Yes. Okay, that that was funny too. He's like, make like a tree and leave. He's like, it's a leaf, you idiot. I got a tree. And make like a tree and get out of here. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was funny. That he's, that he's like, you fucking dumbass. It's okay, Mike. I'm here to. <laughs> he watched the movie a long time ago. A whole two days. A whole two days ago. Wow. A long time ago. <laughs> I watched it like right before we started recording this. Now, to be fair, if I was my age and I saw 15 year old me, I would also probably beat the shit out of him for being an unbearable, <laughs> unbearable brat. But that's not the point. I mean, that's, that's fair. 15 year old Mike wasn't the best either. So no, I'd probably beat 15 year old Mike for you. He sounds like an asshole. He was. Still is at times, but yes, he was. Yeah, he still is at times. Don't worry. But more logical about it. (laughs) But (laughs) and then you have Marty, you know, ends up hiding in the car. I like this where he jumps in the back of the car and then they throw the the oil or what paint cans or whatever the hell it was. They throw it on him. I thought that was funny. I feel like he would have got knocked out. I mean, I'm glad they didn't do that. They do enough of that in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. People are all getting knocked out, but I guess they, I mean, had it been Elizabeth, she would have been knocked out by something like random. Like, okay, she's out of the picture again. <laughs> and then him getting locked in the garage. I mean, I was thinking to myself, like, there's got to be other ways to get out of that garage, like break a window or something. It wasn't or, like a side door? An old garage. We didn't have side doors then. Well, make a side a, door. It's an old garage. Well, I mean, you could look like you just knock out the window. <laughs> there's a window. You know, windows aren't locked from the in, aren't locked from the outside for you to keep you in or to keep you out. Those garage door windows usually don't open, maybe. Oh. Uh, Okay, fair. I don't know. I was just like, can't you just break it? Like, it doesn't look like a great neighborhood. You're not going to notice all, you know. <laughs> but I don't know, it's just a little scene, like him getting locked in the garage, and then everything that goes in that, like when he's in the car, and they, I think this is when he heads, is this when he heads to the dance then? Uh, well, there's like a, go ahead, Bill. No, no, you guys, sorry. I was say, th- this is where there's like a weird time skip where he ends up, old old Biff ends up telling young Biff about the book and look out for Marty and Doc and all this other stuff, and I guess Marty just decides to take a nap in the car until Biff comes back. Well, it's a long time because it's it's the daytime when he gets in there. I oh, believe. good point. Then it's not till like the night, so it's like several hours have gone by until Biff arrives. And because does he arrive in his car? Does he pull into the car? I can't remember. He goes in the garage and gets the car out, and then Marty right. gets back in the car. It's and in goes, the car. Goes, goes in the away. car with the dance, and it's during that time where you also have the where Doc runs into Doc, but won't let him see each other, even though he corrects him. Oh, you don't want this wrench, you want this wrench. So, as much as I hate to admit it, there's some kind of, I, there, there's a movie that has a bit of time shenanigans that explain this, to which Doc tells Marty, do not run into yourself, but if Harry Potter's taught me anything, it's that if you've already lived something and go to the past, it is proven that if, if you, if you 
you won't run to your, you won't run into yourself as long as you don't plan on doing it because if you didn't run yourself into the past you wouldn't run into yourself now uh-uh. that's so interesting that is such an interesting point huh, huh. That's why i didn't think of it like that I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess. Harry Potter's time traveling shenanigans don't really make sense either. So. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Are you talking about the Prisoner of Azkaban? Movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So, that so are you saying? Sense to me either. <laughs> so, are you saying you can't see yourself in the past? You cannot see yourself in the past because if the past already exists, and if you didn't already see yourself in the past, you wouldn't see yourself in general. Same. Wow. See, that's why time travel is goofy and silly. This so... is too much for my brain. My brain's just like... It's oh. interesting, though. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh. Mike has left the room again. Yeah, Mike. he, put, he put a message this time. Okay. He's like, you guys just uh, do this yourself. So I found... I found it was funny because they in this movie, they use a... It was, at the time, a very revolutionary technique for a lot of these shots where there's the two actors playing the different roles at the same time. Boy, is it fantastic. And we should actually just take this moment to talk about the effects in general. We really haven't. The effects in this movie, by and large, hold up really well, especially the vehicular effects, the flying car, the the mm-hmm. car setting down slowly, and then Doc jumping out right away. Like, that stuff's beautiful and seamless. Like, it's really fantastic um, from a f- effects perspective. The makeup, no. <laughs> HDK, HDTV doesn't really do much. 4K doesn't help. Some of no. these, some of these things, but from yeah. a fact, from effect standpoint, <laughs> it's fantastic. And again, those scenes where you know you have again Doc Brown talking to Doc Brown, it's the same actor. I'm looking at it like now trying to say, you know, if I can see like the cracks in the seams, and I could not find anything. It was they're great. So I thought the scene where old Biff was in the car, and then new Biff, new Biff, young Biff comes. I thought that scene was very obvious that it was two separate. Scenes two like split scenes i'd have to watch it again i didn't i didn't it didn't strike me as so like the lighting on old biff was way different than it was on young biff it was almost like there was a spotlight on him and the rest of the scene was just like overcast yeah i I don't know i I didn't catch it so that that could very well be the case i I don't know i have to watch it again so you're gonna watch it again you know you are i'm watching it right now uh (laughs) I think I think the part with both of them are fine. The one with Doc and the poem with Biff. The one that's really, which we're not there yet, but I want to make fun of it real quick. The part later on where like Marty's up in the top of the of the roof or whatever on the stage while he's playing playing the show is super obvious. Like, oh, it's very- ridiculous. <laughs> it's my wife actually comments. She's like, "Ooh, that hasn't aged well." <laughs> yeah, it's not now. But I, I think it's the way they shot it is because they like green either green screened Marty at the top or they green screened him at the bottom. But it it doesn't make sense because they should have really just filmed them at two separate times and posted them in as opposed to just green screening one of the actors in. But yeah, I don't know. I'm well, not a director. Yeah, or just not do that shot. Like you just <laughs> yeah. you just do something else. <laughs> They very much they very much could have had him crawl on the top and not not totally. have them in the same shot. It's really dumb totally. that they did that in general. Yeah, again, I think there's I think sometimes when you have effect movies like these, they want to see how as far as they can go, and sometimes they're successful and sometimes not. That's why that one was not. That is very <laughs> obvious. That's a very obvious moment uh, for that one for sure. All right. So uh, what happens next in this movie? I'm trying to remember. I don't uh, like tell us what happens next in this movie. <laughs> Where are you guys at? <laughs> 
Uh, Marty's trying to chase after the book. Uh, Biff left the the party, and Marty's trailing him and stuff. Did you already get the book from Stickler? No. Stickler's the the, oh, the, the oh. principal who takes the book from him because okay, he takes okay, the book okay. cover, puts it on a porno. So you have this whole like ten minute scene of him trying to get the book back to find out it's just a book cover on a porno. <laughs> so pissed. So, yeah, no, I thought that was kind of like... I was like, what? I didn't remember that scene at all, and I was like... But it also makes sense why he would think it's completely a joke, because it's... A, for the future, it was like, yeah, I just put a fucking, you know, fake thing on a on a porno to hide the porno. <laughs> right. But then he goes and he gets the book, because... Uh, oh, that's when he finds... That's when... Because Biff gets knocked out from in the in the first movie, and I like how he goes over there, like, hey, this guy needs help, and he just punches him in the face. Again. And then, t- and then <laughs> steals the book from him. And you have the one guy that keeps saying, he stole his wallet. I think he stole his wallet. Did he steal his wallet? Wasn't that the I first love it. movie, too? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. That, that was a funny moment, though. This is when the movie starts getting pretty fun, because even though we're still dealing with you know violence and knocking people out and attempted rape and all this fun stuff, mm-hmm. as I'm thinking back on that scene where he's trying to get the book back, there's lots of him solid snaking around. Like trying to stay out of the vision cones of Biff and trying to stay out of Strickland's vision cone. And and I'm thinking when I was watching it, it didn't strike me as long. But good God, as I'm thinking back on it, boy, oh boy, <laughs> did that take forever just slinking around like he's a spy. Although I think it does help. He has this ridiculous hat on. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that maybe helps this helps his cause. Also, why is he wearing that hat and that jacket? Well, that would have been like, I guess, it made me think of Blues Brothers. No, he looks like he's in the Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. That's the 80s. <laughs> well, Doc that's tells him, because Doc tells him to, to buy some modern clothes, and I guess that's that what he chose. No, where did he get those clothes? Is what that was. I don't know. It was just weird to me. <laughs> it's like a 50s yeah. greasers jacket. It's like a group, but I, I don't know what the fedora is. I guess people wore fedoras in <laughs> that era. So it's like a fedora <laughs> and a greaser jacket. jacket. <laughs> But yeah. when you have him like when he gets done sneaking around, he ends up seeing himself on stage and then the thugs want to now attack him on stage because of the stuff he movie did in reasons. this movie. So I don't know. It was just kind of weird to me, like I the like whole thing stuff. where he climbs on top of like on top of the lights, then knock the, the sandbags down. You mean the, the, the horrible like split effect where we were, we were talking about you were gone, Mike, where yeah. it, it does not look good of him of being up top and down no. below. <laughs> no, not very good at all. And I, but this stuff I kind of like. This is we're getting to the end of the th- we're getting to the third act now. It's settled into a rhythm. We now have we're past in, again. Solid Snake, you know, <laughs> trying to find this stupid book that was now the all important thing in this entire movie is the dumb sports almanac. The most important thing we're getting to now, where this pacing is picking up. There's a chase. There's some stakes. There's uncertainty. Really, like, oh, how is this gonna turn? How is this gonna turn out? Like, we know he's. You know, we know he's going to get the book back at some point. Something's going to happen where the book's not a thing anymore. But uh, this is actually kind of fun. I like him kind of sneaking around the dance. You see him in the background. Johnny B. Good. It's cutting back and forth. It has the energy of the original movie because, again, the original movie is just full of just energy and imperfect. So I like this stuff. This stuff's kind of fun. Avoiding himself, avoiding Lorraine. There can't be two of me around. All this stuff is actually really fun for me. I, I, I and, dig this. And then it's like right after this, he gets hit in the he gets hit in the face by the door by himself. <laughs> yeah, that was right? funny. That's that's funny. That's that's, like, that's the end. It's very clever use of of you know, the things that had passed. Yeah, it's, I it's think this crazy. is and when. It's like, wait, what? What? I think this is when he realized what the old guy, old Biff, had told him that there'd be someone looking for you. He's like, oh, it's you. I think is when he realizes it or something because there's essentially two of them. I, he sees the guy run out the door. 
And then also you have another one standing right in front of him. Now, does he, does he recognize? I thought he realized it. Maybe I, I thought he did too. And I, so I thought he, I wasn't sure though, because the film doesn't really make that clear if he now realizes there's two Martys or if it was just happenstance, he got hit in the head by somebody, didn't quite notice it, but it felt like he looked and then looked and then said, made, put the connection together. But, I, but, but the movie doesn't proceed in that way. Okay, you know what I, I mean? Maybe I got to rewatch that part, but I did not like the fact that this is the third time they use the stupid chicken joke. Oh yeah. Where well, he's like, what are you a chicken? And he's like, ah, gets all mad. And like, what? Like, oh, it just, it's an on running game. I know, but it, the whole series, it was in the first one too. I know, but I think it's only the first, like once or twice, right? Maybe once. It's in yeah, here too it's much. Just, yeah. Like it's, three it's definitely, times. yeah, it's, it's, it's trying to rule of three and it doesn't, it doesn't work. I agree with you. It's, the chicken you thing have is it with the fax yeah. machine. It's definitely yeah. in the third one. But the once, West, once is fine. You just don't need it three times. It's the word chicken is his kryptonite. It's like I'm just yeah. like what? Like, how did that come? Forget it. His dad didn't like being called a chicken. I can't remember. I don't remember either. I got nothing. I'll find out when we record the first one. We're done with this one. So yes, uh, <laughs> Biff does see Marty leave and then see the same Marty in front of him, but he literally just goes. Huh? And then like, kicks the what? shit out of Marty. Right. And <laughs> Any Marty will do. <laughs> this one's fine. <laughs> cool. He doesn't we'll care. Yeah, he just does not give a shit. Apparently. <laughs> because just... the Marty behind the door is the one he had the problem with. He don't care about the Marty that just knocked the other Marty out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we published bit. it this March this year for the first one, but I don't that, remember when we recorded it. That was a long year, it. baby. Holy cow. I think we recorded it longer ago than that, I'm pretty sure. So I don't think so. It wasn't that long I don't ago. remember. <laughs> and then this is when <laughs> Marty finally takes, I think he, no, Biff takes the book back from Marty, and then this is when Marty goes and drives off in his car. And this is during, okay, that's when this all, that's that's the last part of this movie. Yeah. Where they get to get, Doc get, Marty gets together with Doc, and they go after Biff, and like the whole idea that he kept the hoverboard, like you probably shouldn't have something from you know 2015 that you're bringing back to 1955. Did we not learn our lesson with the? I mean, yes, the sports book. but there's still this is technology that can't exist at this time. Like you're gonna have some effect to the future. Somebody who Only gets this will have an effect. Yeah, but you should still not bring it back with you and you know use it to ride on it. To be fair, that hoverboard saves their ass like 15 times, so it's pretty good. At I know. <laughs> yeah, it's hoverboard. It's a real load-bearing uh, prop in this movie, for sure. There's, I mean, it, it is a good scene, him going through the tunnel, and, you know, he's or the whole time they're on the road, you know, of course, he's on an abandoned road, pretty much, and, you know, he's trying to lose them. Like, it's a fun scene of him hanging on the car and climbing on the car and them fighting back and forth. Like, it is fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's unique. It's lots of different variables to it. There's lots of different uh, stakes involved. You have all sorts of different hazards. Like, it's a really, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely, I think, a highlight for me. Uh, when it just comes to some of the action uh, action set pieces here, it's it's great. Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, I, I I definitely enjoyed it, and I do like the fact that it ends with him getting the book, and then Biff crashes in manure all over again. <laughs> I mean, it is funny, I manure. but I felt like it. I don't know. It, it, was, it was funny. funny. It was. It's okay. like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think part of it just too much stuff from the first movie happening again. I do like that the paper change, and you know immediately when he's because they're holding the paper from the future and everything starts changing like i did like that but again it also goes against the fact that when the almanac goes in the past they should also disappear but eh. (laughs) i guess you can't have your main characters just vanish yeah that'd be pretty dark and that'd be like like oh well bye 
Lights come on. Everyone's looking around confused in the theater. I mean, that's what happened is they would disappear and then they would have to, and then the past version of them was to figure out what happened and then try to change it. Uh, There's no paper disappearing, by the way. Oh, the paper gets like, isn't there something about newspaper where it changes? It changes. It it changes from uh, uh, George McFly murdered. It says George McFly honored. honored, And then they look at Doc Brown as Doc Brown committed. And I forgot what it changes from Doc Brown committed to Doc Brown. I don't know. Awarded or something. Awarded. I think awarded. I think that's right. Awarded or something. So, yay. They were clever the way they do it, where it's like the same picture, but they just change the background of the picture and the heading. That's fine. Was that even a picture of Crispin Glover? Of course not. (laughs) That's, I don't know. It's not, because he's not. I don't think so. I mean, they could have gotten a picture of him anywhere. They used little clips from the first. And oh, I don't know if you guys mentioned it when I walked away, but because of the lawsuit he did, it changed the. Yeah, we talked about it. It changed everything with that. And this is when the car Doc goes in the car because Marty's not in and the car gets hit by lightning and you think blows up, which is kind of a really random like it wasn't what I expected to happen. (laughs) It's a very like dark note to end the movie on, because like in in the first movie, you kind of have this whole thing where they think everything's okay, And then Doc shows up and he's like, oh, we got to go to the future. And it kind of leaves you like a little bit hopeful. The end of this is kind of bleak because it's like, oh, Doc's dead. And then, like, a guy shows up. He's like, oh, yeah, no, he's in, like, 19, no, 1888. Yeah, I don't know why I like the part where the guy shows up and is like, I've been waiting. We've been waiting to give this to you for 70 years. And we're taking bets whether you'd be here or not. I did find it funny that it was Western Union. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I
in that era. So I think that was a smart move actually on their part. Trilogies with <laughs> I mean, I don't think there was a yeah, I mean there really. were sequels. I mean Planet of the Apes had multiple sequels. Sure. They were also different cast and they get worse and worse. Sequels <laughs> weren't as big as I feel like it, 90s is when sequels started to actually make money. I feel like Probably. for a long time it was like you make a sequel, it would make less money, but you'd make it for cheaper and then you just keep doing that as long as you could. Right. Diminishing returns kind of. Yeah, but I I think at this time it was so it was un- weird to do it, but again, it's supposed to be one movie, and they just put it in the two movies. Yeah, and which I think also doesn't lend its well lend itself well to this movie as a standalone movie because it kind of really does feel like one very long second act. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and and it's and it uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I would have rather had not had a full trailer for the third movie that like shows everything, just a little scene being it like. Shows. I told Mike, I was like, well, we don't need to see the third movie. We just yeah, because that I that is a good chunk of that movie. <laughs> it is a good chunk. Of that movie. It really is a good shot. I mean, it really shows a lot of stuff. And a lot of the good stuff. The only thing I can really think again, thinking back in the era, was. No one's watching this at home yet. This is not like something you'd get on streaming a month later. Yeah. And it's going to be a few years before you see the new one anyway. You're not going to remember. Was it only one year? I'm. Let me look up because I did not look it up before I opened my mouth. But I'm pretty sure this. They shot them close together or at the same time. But I'm pretty sure the next one came out the year after. They shot at the same time because I looked it up while I was looking up facts for the movie. They said they filmed both movies at the same time. You're right. It, it did come out the next year, 1990. Yeah. It was supposed to be a one whole movie. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The third movie is the only one I really remember. <laughs> the only one I've seen. <laughs> yeah, they, are we doing that one too? At some point, yes. Oh they were probably filming the. That's probably why most of it's like a lot of the Wild West stuff. Because they were probably filming the Wild West stuff and they're like, oh, this is going to be way too fucking long. Yeah. Just, just yeah. make a third movie. It, it worked not, better. It, not only did it come out the next year, it came out a scant six months. After Back to the Future Part 2. Back to the Future Part 2 came out in November 22nd, 1989. Part 3 came out May 25th, 1990. That is fast. That's fast. Back to the Future Part 2 is probably still in like third run. You know, like second, third run theaters, like discount theaters. When Back to the Future 3 came out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Even in like 2000, you had that. So I remember the budget theater, which I don't think exists anymore. So. No, I love that $5 theater. <laughs> I love it. It was like a dollar. It was a dollar. I saw a Elizabeth Town like, at a budget theater for like two bucks. There you go. So, yeah, the budget theaters, I would show the movie, you know, three months after it was released. You know, it was on the second or third run. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that insane. Fast. I wonder Wild. why they did it that fast. They could have just sat on it. Get their money, maybe. I'm assuming. Again, I... Uh, maybe again, like you guys said, they, it, was, it was intended to be one movie. They probably started it and said, "Well," and they probably figured, "Hey, strike while the iron's hot. Let's see. You know, we got this thing. We got this movie. Let's just release it." Wow, the holiday, yeah. and then uh, started the holiday film season, and then the next one started the summer blockbuster season. So that's just not- weird. Yeah, but it definitely makes you want to watch the third ones. So I can kind of see why it's so close. We end the first one like, yes, you know, it ends on a cliffhanger, but you weren't like, like okay. This one, you're really fast when you see the damn trailer. You're like, okay, I'm ready for the next movie. Yeah. This one doesn't. The first one feels like a complete movie with a cliffhanger, but it's fine. This one does not feel like a complete movie. No, it, it is definitely the, the first part or, again, like this one long second act. Uh, yeah. I love Mary Steinberg. Oh, in the third movie? Yeah. I have no she's idea. one of my favorite actresses. Okay. So we're going to watch it soon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was just all really. It was It was interesting watching this and i just can't believe i've never seen this movie again i couldn't believe i never saw the first one either 
I can't either. I don't, guys, I don't know why I married him. Like, there's so much stuff. <laughs> there's so much stuff he didn't tell me before I said yes. Or before no, I didn't write down all the movies. The 80 movies I've never seen. Like, he didn't tell me he doesn't like scary movies. He didn't tell me he'd never seen Beetlejuice. Like, who doesn't see Beetlejuice? I could be okay with not seeing Beetlejuice, by the way. I know, but it was, at the time, it was not, I don't care if you're five years younger than me. I don't care. Like, what's wrong with you? But <laughs> I don't know. I just never watched it. I wish that, I could. I wish I could say I still he never seen it. Like Tim Burton. What? What's nope. wrong with you? Look, that, I that. need a divorce. Does anybody <laughs> no, have that. some single friends? <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, best, the best part about having someone who doesn't like stuff or has never experienced stuff is that you get to experience it with them for the first time. I know that because because my husband made me watch Stardust, and that movie was fucking great. <laughs> I don't that all the way through, but it got a lot of hate. I mean, that's what I thought, too. I introduced my wife to Star Trek Next Generation, all excited. We got through two seasons, then she found out RuPaul. And that was the end of us watching Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're getting to the good stuff. We're getting to, we're in season three. We're getting there. Best of both worlds is coming, or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> yeah. And, nope, RuPaul. Only RuPaul. I'm like, I'm all the good stuff you're missing. The, all I'm, the good stuff. I'm almost done with All Stars, and then I think I'm tired of it for a little bit. Good, because when you get to season four, Next Gen, that, I think season four, like, they just completely take off. Oh, and just non-stop amazing episodes. Oh, good, because the first season oh, I know, first season was rough. I know. Encounter <laughs> at Farpoint is terrible, but you had to watch it anyway. <laughs> He's making me watch them all, even though he goes, oh, this is a bad episode. Oh, do I have to? Yes, you do. Oh. <laughs> you gotta have the full experience. No, well, then I'm gonna make you watch RuPaul. Not seen enough of it. Alright, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. Joe, why don't you go first? Uh, I'm going first. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put this on the shelf. And for future and past iterations, jokes aside, uh, I pretty much put the whole trilogy on the shelf. I like these movies all put together. They probably just make a good afternoon in general. So yeah, yeah. I guess I could see watching all three at one time. I should do that one day. One Saturday, maybe when you're working. <laughs> and what about you, Tiffany? Shelf stacker box. I think shelf as well because it is. I enjoy this movie. It's very nostalgic for me. My dad enjoyed these movies. Well, that's always brings back memories. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the stack. I didn't really enjoy this movie. I didn't hate it. I mean, I, I would watch it again, but I did not like it. Was It was nowhere near as good it was, as one. It was kind of a letdown. So going to the stack. Uh, what about you, Bill? I'm going to stack this as well. I, I, I like this movie quite a bit. I, I had a good time with it. Uh, but when you have just the, perf- the perfection, that flawless diamond called Back to the Future on the Shelf. Do you really need anything else next to it? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> you really, it doesn't need to be on the, it's just, just, I don't need this movie because I have Back to the Future. I can just watch that over and over again. But as a, as a sec, as a sequel, as a companion piece, it just as a movie itself, it's fine. I, I enjoyed my time with it, but it is no Back to the Future. And honestly, it's one I don't feel like I'll need to revisit. I won't, I, let's put it this way. I'm not going to feel weepy about i don't feel weepy about like oh i can't wait to share back to the future 2 with my son like i am with back to the future so (laughs) for that reason being uh, i'm gonna put it in the stack okay the first one is just so exceptional so i think that's also what makes this movie not as good is that it's you know the predecessor is so damn a hundred percent i agree with that and obviously you know i'm trying to not to extend my my comments but that's fine if it's if this were if the original movie weren't as good i wonder if this would seem better probably they are hard i I totally agree and i think the answer to that question is probably because i I think i've said this on the show before and this is not an original statement but tall buildings cast long shadows like those say that before (laughs) yeah like 
great, amazing things sometimes cast, again, long shadows where things below it seem you know, darker or not not as good. So if the original wasn't this per- this almost perfect movie, yeah, probably this might this might be more in line, right? But sorry, you were born in the shadow of giants. Dark Knight, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. That, yeah. I'm an example of that also. I, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Did you ever hear back in the day, like back in like 2010, 11, they were thinking about re rebooting Back to the Future, and so. uh, and so. they were gonna make uh, Marty McFly Justin Bieber. Oh, that I didn't. No, that's not. That's not a thing. <laughs> no, one, no one actually thought that and didn't giggle five someone, seconds later and say no. Someone thought, thought that, and apparently the reason why it never went through is because they couldn't find anyone to match Doc Brown's energy. And when they asked uh, the actor to do to read, they actually asked the original actor to come back and do it. And he's like, no, I'm too fucking old. And I think that's why it never. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's why it never went off, went off because they just couldn't find anyone to replace him. Hey, I'm okay with ho- that. Yeah. Hey, Hollywood. Remember you rebooted RoboCop? Remember how that went? I like that movie. I like that movie too. I saw it in theaters. I liked it. I saw yeah. it in theaters as well. I mean, the original one wasn't that good. So I agree. <laughs> Pardon me. What? Hang on. <laughs> Let me clear out my ears here. I think my headphones are all jacked up. He said, he said what now? I didn't like the first RoboCop either when I first saw it. I've only seen oh, it once. Come on, you guys. I don't remember it that much, I guess. Maybe we should rewatch it and yeah. talk about it. We should, actually. Show, Perfect satire. It's 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 almost perfect. It's like a perfect movie. I haven't seen it in probably over twelve years. But it's so. not supposed to be satire. Is it, it is. Is it? It is. Oh yes, oh, it is. Then I don't remember it at all. Yeah, it's also very very super fucking violent. So oh, it's yeah, great. It's, but I haven't <laughs> seen it in a long time. So but I'd be up for rewatching he it. Said it's great. Might as well do some of those. I've done a RoboCop comic on this on this podcast a very long time ago. I'm down with the original with cast. RoboCop. So yeah. It, what if you like Twilight, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> if you like horror movies, it's the perfect amount of camp. It really is. It is. It's. I don't know. RoboCop is great, and I. I liked. Okay, but the, but the but the this just to link back to Back to the Future, the whatever it was 2010, I guess era RoboCop movie, the reboot had the exact same thing. I, I was doing your movie reviews at the time, and one of my, I'm pretty sure one of my lines was, if this movie was released as like Space Cop or Robo Dude, not called RoboCop. It'd be a perfectly passable, fine action movie. Fine. But since you have the name Robocop, you you are living yeah. by these rules. You're you're built into the family. So you have to have those comparisons. Yeah. You know, again, you I don't know. You can't like you know, it's you can't wear it can't stand under <laughs> the shoulders of giants and not be compared to said giant. So uh, I don't know. That's same idea as the well, that's as Back to the Future too. And Bill, where can people find you at? Uh, a gamer looks at forty is the podcast that I uh, that I talk words on. Uh, it's a big old nostalgia fest. Hey, go back to the past, not to the future, because we're all old and dying slowly. So if you want to, if you are too old and dying slowly, and you want to record your memories of video games gone by with a yeah fellow elderly gentleman, then hit me up at a gamer looks at forty on Twitter, and you could be on the show. And, and talk about the games and systems and eras that impacted you as a human being. And uh, it's, a, it's a good time. And I hope you all check it out if you haven't already. All right. And you get to hear me talk about every episode. So go check it out. Yay! <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, we did do the first Back to the Future, which we mentioned. Just go on our pod and you can search anything you want. Type in any movie you want. You never know. We might have covered it or a game or something of some nature. But yeah, that Back to the Future, you can go find it in there also. So go listen to what we said about that one. 
And if you support the show, like also how this this episode came to you, we have a Patreon. You can vote in the Patreon poll. You'll see, we have it for as little as a dollar. We have one every month. You can vote and you can help alter the show. So now I do more than one poll once in a while. So and right now the current poll is Robin Williams movies Mike has never seen. Awesome. Uh, so you have one hour photo Birdcage. We're gonna do Birdcage. He's gonna do that with us. I don't remember what the other ones were. <laughs> uh, Final Cut and Night Listener. So you can go vote for that. And we do have a Discord. You'll see a link in the show to our Discord. Please join and chat with us. It makes me happy. So go do that, and want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube, audio only, but we are on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.